Elaine, you don't like the movie? I hate it! You want to rent a movie? I want to rent a movie. What's that for? You work in a video store. I work in a shitty video store. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. Money now and a lot more when I get in that office. I can take that to the bank. I'm going to take you to the bank, Senator Trent. I treated you like a son! You fucking stabbed me in the heart! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck! Master, number three managed to get the gold, but he just sent up a signal. Right. I'll check what the problem is. And then, I'll avenge you. Don't worry. These men are all gonna die. Threaten her with a bomb. No, I said I didn't have a bomb. You said bomb. I said it's not like I have a bomb. You said bomb on an airplane. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? You can't say bomb. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the... Next to, oh, geez, this, I can't even get through this intro. I'm the pre-show so is already hard. just, oh, God. Yeah, the pre-show is ridiculous. So uh, welcome to Experiment 5 of Breaking Brad. That's wrong. It's not. This is six, right? No, this is five, Brad. We're in May. This is five. It's five. It's five. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're doing oh, it yes, late. It Sorry. It's still May. <laughs> At one a month, this could go on for ages oh god where's where's the one uh, there's got to be something on here already he's getting numbers wrong anyways i'll get to that question uh yes brad (laughs) how are you this evening since you're the subject of our experiment i'm doing quite well to be honest with you okay well for those who are just uh joining and uh don't know the concept uh our our good friends jose and sammy agreed with me to pick out a list of films with the intent that once a month we would subject Brad to a little experiment with the idea that we're going to find the movie that absolutely breaks him and puts him in fetal position crying. So it's a little <laughs> bit of a psychological experiment. And uh, so far, I think we've come pretty close. We've had some doozies. Tonight, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so... Tonight's experiment is the 1980 Little Jim for your height only. Little Jim, see, uh, it stars Wang Wang as Agent Double O. Now, we we should set some rules. I, I did a little research, okay? Um, for tonight's discussion, I went to the Little People of America website. Uh, we, we really should not use the M word in our discussion of this film. Yes. That is politically uh, incorrect, but I'm correct. Like, yes. So, um, terms that the little people of America website do, uh, like are person of short stature, little person or dwarf. 
So, oh, so dwarf is okay. Yeah, according according to the I website. I feel awkward saying dwarf, to be honest with you. Uh, no, uh, according to the websites, um, dwarfism is is the actual condition, and dwarf is okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. No, not to me. No. I'm gonna stick with little person. I'm gonna yes, I will stick with little person or person of short stature. Yeah, under tall might be okay as well. Um, while that was not listed, I don't think it's as, uh, it falls in that category. I mean, every website just says, look, don't say the M word and, and we're good. Right. So yeah, I'm from Kentucky. I'm just going to say little feller, little feller. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, just real quick, Brad, before I'm assuming you've never seen this film before, right? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. Did you even know about Wang Wang? I, I did not. Really? You, you had no idea about him? You never saw the documentary In Search of Wang Wang? No. Has, I know where my Wang is. Okay. Has anybody seen <laughs> that documentary? I know Sandy I has. I have, yeah. Jose? I have not. It's on TV I, if you want to see it. I know about my Filipino Wang Wang. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Okay. We're going to have a lot of Wang jokes tonight. <laughs> that's, yes. That's, Two Filipino wing wings for one joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Sammy, Which one's bigger, I, though? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this uh, this actor is right up the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema uh, in in terms of <laughs> filmography. You want to give a little background about Wang Wang yeah. just at a high level? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want me to talk about him? Yeah. Well, I, I was. I, I, this is total Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema like fodder right here yeah yeah so wing wing is a uh a little feller uh, <laughs> he um he, he kind of so what i know about wing wing and i don't know a whole lot okay i've only seen a few films with him in them him in them and uh and he didn't make a whole lot of films for the record he only made like 13 but he just kind of happened so his, into his, the movie his world was a little short sorry Oh my oh. God. His career, his career was cut yeah. short. Um, the the truth is, he kind of became friends with um, I think it was Eddie Nickhart, the director of this film, and uh, he had popped up in a couple other things, <laughs> short short cameos. And yeah. uh, this is oh, this is really this is terrible. <laughs> this really is. This might be more offensive than any kind of Laquisha talk we could have. Um, <laughs> And he would, uh, you know, he. So the thing about Wing Wing that's interesting is he is a fully proportioned small person. Yeah. So he looks like a regular person, but he's proportioned accurately. So that kind of gives you a different sense when he's doing movement and stuff. If you've noticed when you watch him, he kind of has a he kind of moves like a regular person, um, because he's proportioned correctly to his size. So it's a kind of a different type of dwarfism than maybe we're accustomed to seeing in movies and stuff. Or you're, you're seeing, and I don't want to get into the types of dwarfism and stuff, Jesus, that could open up a can of worms like you wouldn't believe. But he was this kind of thing that Eddie Nickar kind of uh, came upon kind of by accident. And really, his claim to fame really only lasted from like 81 to about 82, 84, somewhere in that range. It was early 80s. I mean, he was a Filipino actor and stunt performer. So to your point, he, yeah. he had a lot of bit parts leading up to really for your height only. And what's what's incredible about this film is how successful it was in, in the yeah. early 80s. I mean, it, it pretty much outsold every local production on foreign sales when it came out. It was 
sort of a huge hit for him. And, and to your point, in the mid-'80s, uh, he kind of just fell back into obscurity. It's a really good documentary about his life and his films, but yeah, it is, it yeah, is yeah. also a very sad documentary, too, in terms of how it he spent his final days. I think he wanted to have a normal life, yeah. and I think he thought that movies would give him uh, the life he really wanted, maybe the dreams he wanted. He was born Ernesto de la Cruz. Um I remember in the documentary, he, they said he was no bigger than a Coke bottle when he was born. He was like two feet, uh, nine inches, I think. Yeah, itty bitty. And he just, uh, he wanted so much more out of life. And really, it was, it really is. The documentary is, I won't say it's overly sad, but it is kind of sad to see this little person who wanted to be a star and really never kind of, you know, never really reached, <laughs> never really reached the heights of stardom. <laughs> Oh they just keep coming, folks. They just keep coming. <clears throat> um, oh, Lord. But it, it's, it's, it sounds it, sad. It is a, it is, that makes me so it sad. It is a sad story. It is a sad story. And it's, it's a true exploitation story, too. You know, yes. you go, you go through this with movies every now and then. Um, you know, it's, it's essentially, it's not the same as like the John Holmes story, but it is an exploitation story of the same ilk in some ways. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, Wing Wing eventually just kind of self-destructed. He didn't take care of himself. Died of a heart I don't attack. Know if he was I in think in, in his thirties yeah, or yeah. something, right? I think he was. I think he was into alcohol pretty heavy. Yeah, oh. at some point. And uh, you know, I mean, it, it was a tough life. And what I do remember from the documentary, some of the saddest stories was that he really liked women, and some women were really interested because there's people out there like that. But um, he never could develop any relationships of a solid nature and uh he was really incredibly lonely yeah and that's the sad part yeah it's it's still i i I mean it's still a great documentary because it will give you a a sense of what the filipino film industry was back in the early 80s and how they would make films and and sell them to the international market and how big of a deal for your height only was and, and some of his other films like impossible kid i mean he he really <laughs> he really was quite popular when these films hit and um really took the filipino film industry and kind of put it on the map uh yeah. so to speak so to yeah i mean it's it's a very sh- <laughs> it's a very sh- <laughs> it's a very small career yeah uh, but but it's a uh a, at least the films he made in the 80s from 81 to 84 are somewhat interesting yes uh, maybe maybe it's for the novelty but I would argue, and I will during this podcast, some inspired bits. Yeah, uh, I let's let's just preface. I think it's safe to say, in the world of bonkers action films, if if you were to sit down and, and watch for your height only, uh, whatever you've seen beforehand, it's not going to prepare you. It's it's pretty impressive. Uh, I I actually had the pleasure of sitting down and watching this with my son and one of his friends, which is sort of our adopted son, Dylan. And um, I have Dylan, to tell you, you son of a bitch, they <laughs> laughed so hard. And every ten minutes, there there was just like, oh my god, they did what? I mean, their mouths were open for the entire runtime because they they had never seen anything like this before. Did you have this on DVD? Uh, I, so yes, I have the DVD, the special edition, oh um, my God. Mondo Macabro had, had put this out. 
Yeah. Who and did? I'm sorry. I missed that. Mondo Macabro. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's in print anymore, but it, it's a twofer. So it comes with four year height only. And th- this is the beauty of this edition. You get an extra feature with Bruce Lay in Challenge of the Tiger, which is Ooh. another little masterpiece. In this film, Bruce Lay uh, takes on a bowl and like punches its brains in. So if you remember Karate Champ, that video game from a the bowl 80s. or a bull? A bowl. A bowl. Remember Karate Champ in, in the video game where you had to like yeah. punch the bull in the face or whatever? Yeah, I yeah, swear, like a matador, for, a bull. Yeah, like a b u l l bull. Okay, there's okay, there's a sequence. That's, in that's, space. that's not what bowl. you're saying. You're saying I feel like bull. I feel like your mid it's your mid, your Midwest accent is getting in the way of. Bull. <laughs> right. Full disclosure: the How do you dental say bullshit, work, Troy. Balls. I can't look. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> this <laughs> this right side of my face is still not healed no. from the dental stuff yeah. today. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Got yes, it. they they yeah, took an old filling out and replaced it, and I can't. My jaw can only go open so much right now. So I'm. Oh man, it's not going to affect Brad. Don't before. worry. But there goes, yeah, there goes your social life. <laughs> well, I'm I'm still okay for Brad, so that's all that matters. Um, <laughs> well, only after wow. dinner. Only after dinner. That's right. Uh, Brad, like th- this movie, there's some shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I watched this with Scooter, and he his mind was blown. He was like, "So they you, put this to film." <laughs> so if you've never seen a Wing Wing film, we should say this. We should preface this conversation. Wang, with wing Wang, never not Wing Wing. Wing Wing. Wing Wang. 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 Oh. <laughs> you just, uh, stop with all the balls bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you've never seen a Wang Wang film, um, it would be. I can remember the first time I saw this. Mine was blown. Yes, it was. Yeah. Holy shit! I can't believe they made this movie. There are a couple moments where I was like. It's happening. They're doing it. And it was uh, unbelievable. Yeah. I, <laughs> Filipino represent, man. I found <laughs> this in a V8 on a, <laughs> in a Kmart of all places on VHS is, is the first copy I've ever, I ever owned of this one. But wow. this, this isn't about us as much as it's about Brad. Yeah. True, so true. we should kick it over to Brad and uh, let, let's start with, with your initial impressions of your first Wang Wang film. Yeah, so I had the lowest of expectations because I had to find a rip of this on YouTube. And um, it's a James Bond parody. So then I'm like, okay, I I know it's, is this going to be like an Austin Powers kind of deal? And I got to say, once you get through all the cheapness, I mean, this thing is super cheap. They play the same music over and over again. Oh, my God. Every setting is like the same setting. Uh, I mean, um, uh, I, got, I got to be honest with you. That music cue <laughs> over and over and over again is the most brutal part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh and it's God. like two, it's like two pieces of music, right? The the Bond parody and then the other like slower Kinda, type music. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. And, and, and so like it, it's hard to distinguish where you are because everything looks the same. <laughs> Even 
Yeah. And so at the very end, they go to a hidden island, but apparently everyone knows where the hidden island is because they send back up to the hidden island. Well, um, yeah, it's there's a map and it says hidden island. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and, I got that. I got and you'd that. think, okay, we're trying to look for something. How about we check hidden island first? <laughs> it would have it would have saved an hour. <laughs> yeah, um, but I gotta say, I mean, the action is is when he is fighting. I think the choreography with him is actually kind of interesting. Um, the shootouts aren't as, uh, aren't as fun. I don't think. Um, but I, I gotta say, I kind of had a good time watching this. Um, I will say, uh, seeing a little person in their giant nipples is not (laughs) something I was ready for. Those things are pepperonis on this man. It is. It is shocking. Uh, yeah, shocking. We, we should warn those some people. Those came big on him. Um, yes, they did. They, they are they pepperonis or are they cold cuts? They look like pancakes. <laughs> they look like they look like IHOP pancakes on his chest. Is what they look Pan- like. Yeah, pancakes with a peanut in the middle. Maybe. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, kids, the kids' platter at Waffle House. Yes, yeah. it looks like the kids' platter at Waffle House is on his chest with little pecans in his pancakes. <laughs> But like, it's really hard because this thing is is made for. I, I I don't even know if you could equate a dollar amount to what this was made for because that's probably too much. But it it is interesting and it carried my attention for the eighty five minute runtime and, yeah. you know, the acting because I believe it's dubbed in English like is uh you know you, pretty you don't think atrocious. that's his real voice <laughs> yeah that's not his real voice it's a shocker um but you hey, know it's la, got la. that but i've watched enough kung fu films from the 70s and the 80s that i i i kind of appreciate that stuff and this kind of fits into that kind of off the weird shelf shaw brothers stuff that you would see and i kind of dig that stuff and i you know i i could see myself having people over and being like, Hey, check this out. And we watch it for 20 minutes and see how they go with it. But yeah, it's, uh, it's not bad. It's, uh, it's cheap as hell. It's cheap as hell, but it, uh, it, it kind of, it kind of won me over by the end of it. When you see a giant drawing of a shot on a chalkboard that says hidden Island and they go there. (laughs) I'm like, yep. And he, he has a little jetpack. He, he has a little jetpack in this thing. It's My great. God, that was amazing. <laughs> it does a good I'm of job. A mind, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm of a mind that like when he, when he goes sliding across the floor that I just picture which time? like the, of, of the no, 11 times it happens, <laughs> which time? All the times. <laughs> I mean, all the times, but I'm just, I'm just picturing like these PAs, like saying mm-hmm. now keep your body stiff. And then them just like, sort of like pushing him pushing him and then and then right into the shot and he just goes sliding down the hall i don't whatever, think they but. pushed him i think they were they were like chucking him across the floor yeah, yeah. oh because oh, he's shit. got some velocity i mean there, there's dwarf, a scene where they yeah. chuck him downstairs yeah, um, dwarf tossing it's actually illegal now but dwarf tossing yes they uh they do a lot of I think dwarf they did tossing. that in uh is in wolf of wall street but the big the big reveal at the end the big reveal at the end that mr giant that he oh, was yeah, a awesome nice. little person that's great pretty great so, I think Brad brings up a really good point about this movie. I think this is the definition of how you make one of these kind of films with a certain level of glee. And this one is, even though I do think the pacing's a little off, I think the action 
and the editing is atrocious in this movie. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I just want to yeah. say, I mean, it's terrible. But count movie, how many times the character says hi and bye in this movie. It is pretty, <laughs> like they come into a scene, they say hi, and when they leave, they say bye. It's like that's yeah. not how you write a screenplay, yeah. but that's okay. The, <laughs> the the level of just kind of glee and fun that the movie kind of portrays is I mean, it's second to none. I mean, I, I laugh. It's one of those weird things where you feel like you shouldn't be laughing sometimes, but you can tell that it's made with the the best of intentions to A, make money, but B, just kind of comment on the size of Wing Wing. And yeah, that might not be popular now, but I think that it works in that kind of exploitation way, like a true exploitation film. Um. It's really badly written. It's really badly edited, but it is a fun 85 minutes. And it, it's a, it's a 85 minutes of covering your mouth. Like, I can't believe I just saw that. I can't believe they just did that. You know, to, to your yeah. point though, they really just, they just lean into it. They're like, you came for this and we're going to give it to you. And then we're going to make it even more extra and give it to you even more. Like there's that scene in the, the club where he and the the girl, I mixed up some of the girls because I think there was two girls that were helping him out. There's like four but, or five. Um, I mean, yeah. he he goes okay. through the women quite a bit in this film. He does. But yeah. there's the scene where she goes into the club and she's like also fighting and doing the, you know, kung fu, but she's picking him up and throwing him towards people. And then he's attacking them. I mean, it was just absolutely brilliant. I loved it. And there's my one of my favorite scenes is when he's climbing and there's a there's a dude walking on the sidewalk with an umbrella and he's just kind of like looking up and I swear he stops in the shot because you can see the umbrella. And I think he's just wondering, what is this little person doing Oh, when he's climbing <laughs> over that uh, wall? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's just a passerby on the sidewalk is like, what's happening? There's a little person scaling a huge <laughs> fence. Yeah, he's fascinated yes. by it. I, I, I will say this. So we were kind of joking about it because at the beginning of the film, he starts off like running around on roofs, like the rooftop. And, and all of us, Cameron, uh, Dylan and I are like, oh my God, that looks so dangerous. Now for us, probably not. Um, but for him, given his size and, and keep in mind, there's no stunt man. So Wang Wang is doing all of this stuff. Um, I, I get the feeling they even chucked him out the window with an umbrella and was just like, Hey, let's see what happens. Right. Man, I don't, I don't oh, know God, that scene. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I watched this again this time. And I thought to myself while I was watching and I thought, man, just the little things he does, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the running on the roof, the kind yeah. of jump, even if he jumps from like 12 feet up, I mean, those are pretty major though. I mean, yeah, I know it doesn't sound like a big deal to jump from 10 feet, eight feet up in the air, but you got to do a proportion thing and realize that, I mean, he's jumping off of. That's the thing. Know, he, I mean, it yeah. looks dangerous. And, and yeah. what the, the running joke that we had was like, we did not expect so much parkour in this film, but <laughs> yes. if you think yeah. about it in, yeah. in terms of relation of what he's doing to catch the bad guys and all the stuff that he does, uh, it, it is. Almost. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's almost. It's it's just a little short of a true. Damn it! I can't. Say it. I mean, what, wow. What I mean is, it's, it's too much. It's 
It's almost Jackie Chan like is what I meant to say. It's just, just yeah, it just it's comes up a just little short. shy, just a full Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Half Jackie Chan? It's, but maybe a third? Maybe a third. A third two, two thirds? I don't know, but it's impressive. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying yeah, to get a compliment here. I thought he, I, I, when he jumped down this one thing and he paused, I was like, oh, he did it. He broke his ankle. But then he gets moving. He gets running. And I'm like, okay, he's okay. He's okay, yeah. folks. He fires well, that rifle like, and it throws him five feet back. And I'm like, oh, he died. He died yeah, right that was, there. That was, that was actually a funny bit. I, I I think about, because I just watched Millionaire's Express not too long ago. And Troy, I know you rewatched it oh, as well. Yeah. I think about the kind of cartwheel jump that uh, Yun Biao does off of that roof, and it's about it's, two uh, stories up, maybe 20 feet, maybe 30 feet. I watch that f- like four or five. Every time I watch this movie, I always watch that scene like four or five times because yeah. it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind, too. Like I, how he even thought, like how him and Samo and everybody else thought that was a good idea just blows my mind. <laughs> but he even says in an interview on that disc that he felt like he had compressed his whole body. Like yeah. he. The only reason why he survived that jump is because of his training, because otherwise he thinks he would have died mm. because his body was so compressed by the the pressure. And here, Yang, uh, Ying Ying, Wing Wing is uh, <laughs> Ying Yang. Ying Yang is, is, is jumping off of 8, 12, you know, maybe 15 feet. And there's moments, and I, I, I kind of go back to this with Jose, there's moments where he pauses. And I think to myself, he's probably pausing because that probably hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to jump, I don't know about you guys, but I think about myself now. If I jump 10 feet off a 10-foot wall onto the ground, there's a high probability I'm going to get hurt. Dude, I sprained my ankle, and I don't know how. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Exactly. Yeah. I I, Look, as I get older, Jackie Chan is even much more impressive, but even Wang Wang, like, blows my mind with all the stuff that he's doing in this film. Um, It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. Although... I have to believe it's both amazing and a bit um, irresponsible. Right, irresponsible. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. filmmakers' part, we got to we got to be honest here because I I feel like they're like, hey, we got this little person. Let's just throw him everywhere we can. They you did, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really did. And you know, you uh, Sammy, you mentioned the whole sort of ex- exploitation angle to it. I mean. I can totally see why maybe he turned to drinking and being very sad because on the one hand, he becomes a star because of these things. And people are like, look at the things that you can do. But I guess on the other hand, it's, it, it still smacks of that. Come and see the curiosity, do these things. And the freak show. show, Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little sad, but I do, I do love that scene where he goes into that hotel room and there's the woman sleeping and he's trying to make an escape. But then he like, it takes the time to get in bed with her and like kiss her and make out. And then he jumps out with the umbrella, which was like, then like hard cut. Yeah. 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 One of many hard cuts. Yeah. So I got, I got to ask you, Brad, what scene there's a lot to choose from. Oh God. But what scene were you just like, WTF, what am I watching here? Is there one that sticks out where it just totally took you off guard? Oh, I mean, the club scene is probably the best scene in the movie, right? I would say it is the club scene. Okay. I loved it. Yeah, I love the club scene a lot. I mean, I got to say, and I said this via text to you three. I'm kind of surprised rewatching this now, and I've seen it a handful of times now. 
I'm kind of surprised that even though the film is is really a mess the way it's put together, it does escalate well. It escalates well from action beat to action beat. Like the stakes complete they they increase from each action scene, it seems like. Like they just keep going up. And I the finale is really something to behold. I mean, it's it's both a WTF moment and also just just bonk. I I, I don't even know how to ex- describe it. I mean, I it's, I'm, it's crazy. I'm gonna say this. I mean, the club scene's amazing, yes. but after eighty some minutes of just mind blown, and when you get to the big reveal at the end with Mister Giant, and <laughs> you have that karate battle, <laughs> I literally was standing. Every time I see this, I just stand up and start applauding because I'm like, this is genius filmmaking right here. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it's it, it. I agree with you. It it accumulates in terms of um, action. It ups the ante. But man, n- nothing prepares you for that final battle, in my opinion. <laughs> nothing. Well, it, then what, it just turns into an all out shootout as they're escaping. Yeah. Yeah. I just I love so that's uh, so of course when the reveal of giant like Sco- uh, scooter and i were like of course giant <laughs> is another little person but yes. a a larger little person than yeah. and so it, it just reminded me of those final battles with like jackie chan and like benny Urquidez or some big hulking person but what I loved about it was it didn't happen in a lair. It happened in this guy's kitchen <laughs> yes. in the giant's kitchen. You can see like the dishwasher in the background. It's fantastic. Not, not only that, it's a proportionally designed kitchen. Yes. Which is even crazier, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh wow. Yeah. What, it's a Fisher what a price movie. kitchen. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, so what you're saying is it was an easy bake oven. <laughs> no, that would have been too big. <laughs> uh, well, it had to be a proportionate because the way the camera moves for the action sequences, if they had regular tables and chairs, you wouldn't have seen them. Well, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but I mean, still, the, the, that they took the time to do that. That's that true. Yes. The production design in the back half is fantastic. Let's just be honest. Hidden Island's a gem. Of production yeah, value, yeah, yeah. I, I love the the Hidden Island sequences. Like I, I love the nightclub sequence as well. I love so many sequences in this movie, but uh, one of my favorites is it's a little moment. But one of my favorites is when he comes back <laughs> home to the disheveled clothing, and then he turns the. I love the X ray glasses. Oh my like, god! Oh, I was yes. just gonna oh, say oh that the other goodness. scene that just has me just about pee my pants. Is, when he when he when he clips those glasses uh, and he sees the naked men <laughs> so so Scott and I were like, of course it's the naked women or whatever. And then when the naked men come, we were like, well, we got it. We asked for it. We got it. <laughs> it's an amazing it's an amazing comedy beat on top of just a cool moment. Yeah, I just, I love that. And not only that, what I what I like about this movie, I I and Brad had brought this up. I admire it's cheapness like the talking into the mirror to Mr. Giant, (laughs) such a cheap special effect and it works so damn well. Yeah. It's just, it's just a reflection of some lights. Yeah. That's all lights, but it totally works. (laughs) It totally works. Like we could do that. Like we could do that in like, you know, a bathroom anywhere. Yeah. And, And you buy it and you're like, this is so ridiculous. I can't believe I'm buying this. 
it, 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 I just, I don't know. There's something so quaint and kind of naive about it that makes it kind of special. So Brad, I, I know you like James Bond, the franchise. Mm. How did this compare in terms of a James Bond parody? Right. Because it, it is, it is specifically a James Bond parody more so than a spy parody. So what, what do you think it, I mean, how would you rate it in terms of, of that? I mean, it's pretty solid, right? It's, it's kind of your old school James Bond. Cause he's got his gadgets and he's got his bond women and he's got, you know, there's a big bad and there's bad guys underneath them. They go to an Island at the end. Um, it's pretty good. It's got some good bond beats. Um, you know, I, I still think probably the original awesome powers is probably the gold standard for that, but this definitely plays pretty well as like a parody of a James Bond film. Like you could watch this and not know it was supposed to be a James Bond parody and pick up on the fact that it's supposed to be a parody of James Bond. I mean, even down to like, they kind of do somewhat of a cold open and they have the, the music sort of harkens back to bond. So yeah. Well, I, I was surprised how specific they are in some of the references. So you get the jetpack, which looks like the jetpack and Thunderball. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get his hat, which is the Goldfinger reference. Goldfinger. You yeah. even get an ending that is reminiscence, uh, reminiscent of Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Because I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but you also get some moments where the music sounds like James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do actually <laughs> over and over. Actually, oh, yeah, about <laughs> eighty, about eighty three point seven five minutes of the eighty five minute runtime is pretty much that yes. music. Yeah, the same song. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, look, I give this thing a lot of credit because it's not just a parody with taking a, a two foot nine inch person playing that role, being all suave with the ladies and uh, killing a bunch of people. But the the specific callouts to James Bond films that are in this movie surprise me every time I watch it. But it really becomes its own thing. It does. You know? I mean, yeah. I, I know that it. It starts like that. I'll tell you the scene that really did it for me where I was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> was um, so I think like three or four guys are chasing him and he hides in this bush that's like on the corner of a building. And the guys are like, where is he? And then he just he just goes, beats somebody up and then goes back into the bush. And they're like, we can't find him. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what are we watching? And Man. then he just does these crazy martial arts things where he's like stepping on their nuts and then like <laughs> rolling over them and then doing yeah. something else. And I was like, wow, there's a lot of nut kicking in this. And one of my favorite moments, and I, I just know I, I know without knowing without being around Troy, I guarantee you one of the biggest laughs Troy has in this movie is the moment when the guy's walking along the flower bed and wing <laughs> wing wing just kind of pops up and like boing, 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 and then kind of goes down <laughs> yeah, and the guy just starts he, he just starts shooting the flower, the flower bed. bed. <laughs> I laugh it so hard that he pops up at the end of it. Oh my god. It's 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 comedic gold. It really Jesus, is. Jesus, it's so funny. Okay. Um so I, I, I read that this is a sequel to agent double O and then obviously the impossible kid. There was a fourth one going to be called license expired. But it was never <laughs> no. <made> it. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know, I just know this movie or this type of film can never be made in 2023. It, it just can't happen. I, so I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about a particular actor. I'm not going to say it, 
but um, <clears throat> Chris Hemsworth. I think, no, okay, no. sorry. <laughs> I but I Tom, think that if Tom Cruise. That, Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a little person. Um, <clears throat> so, well, the 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 actor I'm thinking of, if he actually did something like, not exactly like this, like I'm not picturing him sliding across floors and jumping out of windows and with umbrellas. But if there was like a spy thing with this particular actor, I'm not. Don't make me say his name. Um, I think it would work. But I don't. You're correct. I don't think that they could make a film like this. Uh, no. It's Gary Oldman, isn't it? Because wasn't he in <laughs> Tiptoes? Didn't didn't he play a small person in Tiptoes? So he could do it, right? If you were to recast and and do that fourth movie, license expired, you could get Gary Oldman to do this role. I or, think, or we could do what uh, Rupert uh, is it Sanderson? I Rupert whatever who directed uh, Snow, Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh. He took he took the little people and then he put. Um, full-size actors heads and cgi'd them on the bodies yeah which caused a huge thing yeah well i mean think about that think about that too though only 10 years before you got john reese davies playing a dwarf and uh and so many people playing dwarfs and elves in uh, lord of yeah. the Rings, and nobody's saying anything yeah exactly that's true it's insane exactly. how much the world changed in like that one decade yeah that's true why couldn't they make this now? I mean, it's not like they're making like they're not yeah. making fun. Like there's nothing. Yeah. They're so not. I agree. I agree with you, Brad. I agree. You think you think this could get made in today's like? Imp- oh, well, okay. Let me say that this could never get made in Hollywood, right? I mean, this wasn't well, yeah, made in Hollywood. That, no, definitely that's, not. Yeah, yeah we're talking like, indies but, or out of. The but system. could you I mean, could you see like, an independent film or even a, a a foreign film like the Filipinos doing this again? Well, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just I like. We say I mean, all this, big, but there's no meanness or, or they're, they're not making fun. Like he is one of the reasons I think this works is he's so earnest and everyone around him fears double o, agent double O. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any sort of like, he's unable to do things because of his, his height. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think you can, cause I, I like, oh, granted, I'm not a, a little person, but I don't think I would be offended if I was seeing this. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. He is after watching this film again, this time, it made me realize, I mean, he is a true hero. Like he's not, they never, they, they kind of really never comment on his size. They kind of do in a way, but they never really like say like terrible things about his size. Do they, do they in the film? Well, I don't, I don't well the women certainly don't register any kind of difference, quite honestly. Yeah. yeah I don't think anybody <laughs> oh, he really gets does. the ladies. That's for sure. Yeah. I think Have one of the most nipples. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like I'll, spinning saucers. I'll, I'll, I'll never be able to eat pancakes again. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I'm just going to be thinking of nipples. Yeah. yeah. Especially the yeah. chocolate chip ones. No, the, uh, <laughs> but you know, Brad, like, I'll just remind you that people lost their effing minds over a black mermaid. Okay. And more to the yeah. point, recently there Certain was this people contra- lost their goddamn mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um also there seemed to have been some sort of issue with Ursula's makeup, um, where people were coming out and saying that because the cartoon character of Ursula was inspired by Divine, that the makeup artist for Melissa McCarthy should have been a queer makeup artist. To which the actual makeup artist, who is not queer, who is straight and has been in the industry for quite some time, was like, 
how dare you? And I, rightfully, he was kind of offended by that comment. Like, oh, because he's not queer, he can't look at drag queen makeup and replicate that for a character. Like, people would lose their minds if they did this, if they if they remade something like this. And they would precisely say, look, you're exploiting this, you know, particular I, I think so. Although, I, if, if that actor did it, I don't think they would say it's I, exploited. But <laughs> yeah. I, I want to believe that people are above that and that I think you could get away with this in like a spoof type way. But I don't even know if you can make spoof films anymore right now. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if you can do that. I mean, spoof films are basically poking fun at stereotypes in a lot of ways. And people just are not really open to stereotypes and and poking fun at that right now. It's just... And it's really kind of I, honestly. I think you know it, it's we we don't need to get all serious like we did with Loquit Loquisha. Well, I can't <laughs> say I've had too many beers, but <laughs> but the, to be honest, I mean, you know, we take ourselves way too seriously. I mean, the, we've said this before, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with denouncing hate speak and things like that, things that are true in nature and stuff. But I agree with Brad too. This. This film never really makes fun. And that, and I think that's the most important thing about it. It never really makes fun of Wing Wing. It really leaves it up to the audience whether you want to make fun of Wing Wing or not. Yeah, we've been way meaner than that than the film was. No, you're oh, right. Yeah. I, that's that's true. I, I will say this. As, as much as you're watching it and going, oh, my God, what am I seeing? It, it it blows your mind a little bit and it and it feels exploitive and cheap. At the mm -hmm. end of the day, every time I watch this, I still walk away impressed with Wang Wang as a stunt person. Because that's what I took away from it. I was like, this was more of a like a wow, they pulled it off. Yeah, they they did. And I, I guess I never until you kind of laid it out that way, if if you think about it, there is a reverence to this character that I think adds to that charm. And so it it makes it a very special viewing because you can watch it and go, oh my gosh, they 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 did what? They did a James Bond parody with almost a three you know foot person. But at the end of the day, if if you watch it and you go, oh my gosh, this person did all of those stunts. He he did all of this, and everybody around him treats him not just as an equal, but as like one of the best spies out there. Yeah. And uh I, I like that word earnestness. I mean, is it a bad film? Yes, it is in terms of it. It's cheaply made. Oh, yeah. yeah. Editing and editing. Like, music, everything yeah, that, you know, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. But if you want, if you want an example of what takes a bad movie and elevates it into something really, really special and rewatchable and maybe stands the test of time a little bit and, and defies the genre that maybe it's, it's living in. This is a perfect example, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, Burn story, Shorter had it way worse than Austin Powers. True. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. good point. Um, I mean, this, you know, this story posits him as as the hero. And it, it, you know, people fear him and people don't really look down on him for being short. Like they he doesn't he doesn't walk in somewhere and they're all like, ah, a little person or whatever. He's goddamn the rock Johnson in this movie. In a yeah. Way. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's <laughs> like the true. superhero. He he's yeah. It's, I, but can, can, can we all agree on something? He, well, but in this film, he has sex and the, the 
The Rock is a sexless person who just can't have <laughs> sex in any of his films. True. Yeah. Uh, the, I, of all the James Bonds, he 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 really is Sean Connery through and through in terms of his his sexualness, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but I I do want to point out one thing. Um, as as amazing as his stunt work is and everything else, he is the worst spy ever. Because he just walks into a room and he's like, "Hey, I'm a I'm a secret agent," and then shoots everybody. So he's supposed to go get information, and he just kills him, and then searches their body and finds a clue. And he's like, "Oh, hidden island." Um, so yes. it, if we're talking about the realistic portrayal of a of a super secret agent, he's terrible, just terrible. Yeah. You don't go into a room and announce you're a secret agent, but then again, I, I guess that is the joke, right? You're you're yeah. The- I mean he. Being three foot tall, I mean, he's the most incon. He's the most con- was it inconspicuous? Conspic- conspicuous. It's con- conspicuous. conspicuous. I mean, I mean he's yeah. not doing undercover work. Let's just say, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the most obvious spy. I mean, if <laughs> if, if somebody tells me that there's a three foot spy out there that's killing all my gang members, he's going to be pretty easy to spot. <laughs> yeah, is he? Yeah. Is he? Well, and I if mean, it's like he's I mean, hiding in a rose bush. If he tried to if he tried to be like 21 Jump Street, it would be like an elementary school. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be, it'd only be two it'd only be 2.1 inch jump street. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It <laughs> is like I think that was an attempt at a dad joke. I can't. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a very good one, but <laughs> somehow it worked out anyway. Okay. Yep. Um, I don't know. I just I'm I I uh, I was I was impressed again. I've I've always enjoyed this film. I think out of all of uh, of his filmography, if you decide to explore it, Brad, this is the best one, in my okay. opinion. Um, but I I wouldn't say don't go watch like the Impossible Kid. Um, it's it's fun, but I don't think it's I don't think it's as I mean this one's kind of terrible, but I think it's still good. Terrible but, Impossible Kid yeah. I, is a little rough. Yeah, I mean I think this is the pinnacle of the Wang Wang Eddie Nickhart kind of yeah. movement. It's a very small little blip in cinema history, but this is this is about as good as it gets. I know, I know, small joke, I know. <laughs> Jesus, you can't say anything without saying that. It's un, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see it's entitled The Cute, The Sexy, and The Tiny. And it says Music and Direction by Pablo Vergara and Eddie Nickard. So it looks like it's a musical with Wang Wang. Uh, your jerk-off films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Jeez, Brad. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down as some hostility there. Uh, no. <laughs> What I mean, do you have any other thoughts on this, Brad? I I, I feel like we've monopolized our time in appreciation of this, but I, I, clearly you were not broken by this. I was actually kind of shocked at this one because I was like, "Well, this is." I was not like bad. thirty minutes into it, and I'm like, "I'm kind of liking this a lot." Excellent. And then I was like, "Oh well, we have fifty five minutes left, and this is kind of fun." Yeah, it it. it I mean, it kind of goes, and like Sammy was saying, it's not a great film, but it's paced pretty well, and there's a pretty nice like third act, I think. So okay. yeah. Uh, of the so it was the opposite of breaking you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Obviously. <laughs> so of the five films you've watched so far, is this the best one you've seen? Yeah. So so my my rankings as which one broke me the most, it would go BC Butcher, 
the Apple Ginger Dead Man Laquisha and now for your height only. Well, Laquisha's a little further down. I thought it'd be a little higher up. I couldn't after our discussion. Like Okay. <laughs> and so wow. many people have reached out and like talked to us about how that actually was how well it went. So Yeah. And but I'm no, I sort La- of Laquisha led to that conversation, so it's kinda hard to uh knock it. Okay. Got it. I like it. Well, clearly, after after looking at um, all of the questions on this, you're you're nowhere near broken. I mean, Mm-mm. everything just off the charts, a plus here. So, y'all got to do better. <laughs> I'm sorry, don't don't. Well, there don't do there was a little of that time spatial sort of like warpsness. He couldn't tell like what when we started. The interesting, <laughs> thing, the interesting thing about for your height only or your height only is it's known on uh, IMDb. I think the interesting thing is, is I think you go into it knowing what you thinking, you know, what you're going to get. And I think, you know, again, I've watched it a handful of times. I think you realize that it's really just a, it's just a cheap action flick. Yeah. And it's not a bad cheap action flick. It's actually a watchable, cheap action movie. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> that's the best compliment I can give it. I'll, I'll say I mean, this, the, it, the DVD that comes like if you get if you happen to track this down, the Bruce Lay film that comes in here, Challenge of the Tiger, it's another example of that sort of cheap late seventies, early eighties. Hey, here's a bunch of action sequences, a lot of nudity. Actually, that one has the number of times people get kicked in the face probably equal the number of times you're going to see boobs. Um, and Bruce yes. Lay, Bruce Lay directed Challenge of the Tiger too. He did the choreography and directed it. It it's fun. It's um it's not as good in my opinion as as for your height only. But if you can track this down and you like sort of that late seventies, early eighties Asian exploitation cinema, I mean you get a Bruce Lee clone in here and then you get a a, a James Bond parody, this is a great DVD to have. Like I would love for this to get some kind of special edition Blu-ray release from Vinegar Syndrome or something. Yes, Vinegar Syndrome, if you're listening. Yes. Someone, someone in these companies is listening because yeah. y'all's track record just, is working it. <laughs> yeah, and I and I hope it really works this time because I'm kind of stunned this hasn't been remastered and put out in HD and and everything. And if you can get the DVD, get the DVD because watching it on YouTube is a chore. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Print- I watched it on YouTube and it is it is commercial after commercial. It is unbelievable the amount of commercials. Yeah, the print it is the print looks pretty good on this. I, I will say for for its you know for what it is from 1980. So it, they cleaned it up. They did a really good job of it. Uh, I think I found a non non commercial YouTube version. The non commercial. Well, I mean, I I played it and I don't remember seeing any ads. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, Brad, before we yes, get sir? to next month's pick. Uh, we, we have some feedback about breaking oh, Brad specifically. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So okay. this is from a listener, Ben Henderson subject line, breaking Brad suggestion oh, message oh, says, oh. hi, Troy. Do I have a suggestion for breaking Brad? Well, you know, the movie saw Sammy, you just, you just went through all the saw franchise, right? Was it last oh, year? I did. It was like two years ago. Oh, right? two years ago. Yeah. Okay. It's been a while. All right. Yeah, it's been a while, but it it, it broke me. Okay. I can tell you that. Well, 
I love the Saw movies. Listen to this, guys. (laughs) Telling you, um, Ben is a genius, but listen to this. Okay, well, you know the movie Saw? Did you know there was a Christian version? Ooh. It's called The Reconciler from 2015. Oh, and it has Roddy Piper in it, too. Stop. Yeah. The Reconciler? The Reconciler. So I watched the trailer. Oh, my God. The trailer broke me. It is it is a Christian version of Saw with Roddy Piper as a police detective. I refuse to believe this. Hold on. You um, listen, listen. Go everybody who's listening is that go watch this trailer. Um, this immediately went on to the list. It's not going to happen next month, but I'm I'm telling you right now, this is a contender for for maybe a July or August um, because there's. I, this one might do it. Oh this, my God. Roddy actually looks kind of hot in this poster. He looks, art. He looks Wait, good. In it the, says, it says redemption is the only way out. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy. So, so the, the log line goes, an intriguing stranger tries to bring friends and family members who have been torn apart together again. As he tries to get others to reconcile their differences, his motives still remain a mystery. Yeah. He likes kid. He kidnaps families that are fighting and puts them in a room and locks them up until they stop fighting or something and find God. Isn't that called therapy? I don't know. Oh yeah. I don't know. (laughs) He's an extreme therapist. It sounds amazing. Um, I, that one might break you, Brad. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah, but listen. Okay, All right, what's next month? It's June. We're kicking off summer season. School's gonna let out. Um, there's a film that uh, Sammy, Jose, and I were kicking around in the beginning. Well, there were a couple of choices. So They're what I thought would be interesting is we would actually let you choose. Okay. All right, but <laughs> you're not gonna know the films. You're just gonna get. A choice A or choice B. So you either pick A or B. I've got two films listed here from our list. To give you a little hint, both of them have a summer theme. So they could have either been like a summer blockbuster. They could take place in the summer. But it's it's summer oriented. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. But we've got two films. Film A, film B. You pick which one we're going to do next month. Uh, I'll go with B. B. All right. Do you want me to tell you the one you didn't pick? Yes. Tell me the one I did not pick. Okay. Film A, (laughs) you are not going to watch from Justin to Kelly, the widescreen special edition. Oh, man. No. I I love that movie. I can't cheer too much because I have no idea what the other one is. Okay. The one you did choose is from Justin to Kelly, the full screen version. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> that's right, Brad. We are so going this, to watch. This, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Troy. Oh, that? Yeah, we're going to watch the full screen version, not the widescreen. The full screen oh. version of Justin and Kelly from Justin and Kelly, the beach movie from Justin to Kelly. From Justin to Kelly, yeah. From Justin to yeah, Kelly, from Justin full to screen. Kelly. Full screen version, Brad. You wait, could have watched wait, wait, wait. the widescreen, but you chose the full screen. So there okay. we go. Because I have the widescreen and the full screen. Oh. Should I watch just the full screen? Just the, Well, Brad has to watch the full screen. If you want to watch both versions and tell us the comparison. Well, what if I miss something that's cropped out? Well, unfortunately, um, 
I don't know what you'd miss. Yeah, full, <laughs> screen, uh, full screen it is, You would Brad. miss all the choreography. Because I, yeah. I know how much of a cinephile you are. And, and just having to watch something full screen is going to drive you nuts. Um, on top of the mm -hmm. fact it's from Justin to Kelly, a musical, which yeah. is your most hated genre. Um, and it's a beach film. So, oh, man. yeah, that's. So uh, we sure. reviewed this a long time ago on the GGTMC, and I can't even remember much about it. But let me just say, really? mind blown when I realized that the Dr. Pepper sweet guy was Justin Girani. Mind yes. blown. Guarini, just Justin Guarini is in fact the Dr. Guarini. Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. The Dr. Pepper guy who looks like Prince. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we're kicking summer off in style, Brad. Are you excited? Yay. That face says excited. 110%. I think you would pull a, a wang year old wang man. On me. I'm going to be, yeah. I'm a 40 year old man looking on Amazon for a movie called from Justin to Kelly. Full screen. I've seen make sure unwanted, you get the full screen. I've seen unwanted Bukaki faces that make it better than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, yeah. The either one for me, same face. That's true. true. <laughs> either way, Jose's That's all happy. I'm going to say, y'all. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you can't tell the difference. It's like that. It's like that Darth Vader shirt where it's like Darth Vader happy, Darth Vader sad. It's the same yes, image. Exactly. Jose Bukaki, Jose from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> same expression. Jose jury trial. Jose same jury thing. Trial. Yeah. Woohoo. Uh, um, I am dying. Brad, I've never seen you turn so red before. <laughs> hey, that's an accomplishment. Did we did we hit a goal? <laughs> Might have broke me. <laughs> Might have broken my comment. Ah, the Bukaki. Whoa. <laughs> I was not expecting. On a Tuesday night to be talking about Bukaki face. <laughs> Tuesday night Bukaki. <laughs> wow. This just. Yeah. We made it like over I mean, 50 minutes before could, totally I mean, just. Yeah. You guys didn't the get the Tuesday night Bukaki text? No. Um, <laughs> I thought we were all in the same group. Thinking about that scene in uh, old school where he's like, I'm here for the game thing. I'm here for the Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, I need to uh, that movie. There's, there's plenty of nipple space on Wing Wing for the Bukaki. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, now I'm definitely not getting like whipped cream on my pancakes. Um, so listen, uh, wow. Jose, let's start with you. Yeah. Watch Skip Plus. What's going on over there, man? Because <laughs> we got to get this back onto solid ground. I'm talking about your show. E on this one. E for explicit. <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely, completely off the rails. Off the rails. Oh, God. Off the rails. All right. Yeah. I can tell you what's not happening. <laughs> really? But, um, okay. Go for it. Uh, that'd, be but, a, uh, that'd be a minus. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Thursday, I think we're going to release our episode where we reviewed The Machine, starring uh, whatever his Bert name Kreischer. is. Burke Kreischer, thank you. And uh, what's curious about this episode is, um, we didn't want to we didn't want to review The Little Mermaid just because not be, not because of its intrinsic value, but just that like how are you going to review that, right? Um, so we chose something that was a little off the beaten path, but. Um, what you're going to find out from this episode is that we were sort of loathing to actually review the film itself. And so we waste a lot of time yakking before we get to the review. So 
enjoy that when it comes out Thursday, guys. <laughs> oh, or, I, I love those type of episodes where you just, you get. We don't want to get to the movie proper. We just don't. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> uh, Sammy, Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema. I know there's a little bit of a hiatus for a week, but you guys are coming back strong, right? I, I just got done listening to the At Close Range episode, which yeah. made me go back and watch that film again, which then made me go back and watch River's Edge because um, we were talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. American crime Same films. In some yeah. ways, right? Yeah. Man, that's a, At Close Range is a great uh, American crime film. It really is. Um, we, uh, we missed a week. We just couldn't get things together, and I had some stuff going on this past weekend and stuff. But, you know, it happens, unfortunately, with podcasts. It, you guys know. I mean, I know you're not a bomb guys. haven't missed a week yet, right? Yeah, it's been close. But, I mean, I got to tell you, yeah. it's it's hard. It's tough. Yeah. It is. It is. Sometimes it is it's tough. really tough. Um, but we will be coming back strong. Uh, Jim Brown passed away recently, the great Jim Brown. Um some know him as a sports star. Some know him as a political activist and everything. But we at the GGTMC realize all those things. But we also realize he was a great B-movie action star. Yeah. And uh, we're going to do a little Lee Van Cleef. He worked with Lee Van Cleef often sometimes in the 70s. It's kind of a weird thing they tried to kind of get going. But a little underseen Western with him and Lee Van Cleef called El Condor, directed by uh, the guy that did King Kong Lives, John Gilman. Nice. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm kind of not excited because after listening to your show, I'm probably going to have to go buy it now. <laughs> yeah. Th- thankfully, yeah. I had uh, At Close Range already on DVD, so we were, we were good there. Yeah, that was no, Three that the Hard Way? So really didn't want to do Three the Hard Way? Well, I mean, so there's these times when you, you have a moment. There's some really good Jim Brown films out there. Yes. Uh, uh, Tick, Tick, Tick is a really good one. A lot of people don't mm. talk about that. That's him and Kennedy and... Slaughter, I've often argued, and actually Quentin Tarantino did too in his book, mm-hmm. that Slaughter is not a great movie, but it is a great Jim, Jim Brown movie. And there, there's a difference in those things. And I, I wanted to pick something like that. And Three the Hard Ways, obviously, it's it's we haven't done it, but it's it's kind of so, it's one of those things where it's kind of so obvious that mm-hmm. you know we'll get to it at some point, and you know we just kind of let it breathe. Of course, I say that, and it's been 15 years, <laughs> but but. <laughs> You know, people talk about Three the Hard Way quite a bit. I wanted to just kind of bring up some other Jim Brown stuff that people really probably don't think about when they think about Jim Brown. And he made some Westerns. He, we did one that wasn't so great, 100 Rifles with him, Burt Reynolds. It sounds on paper, it'd be amazing. It's okay. But I think El Condor is a better film. So You could have done Mars Attacks. Oh. Could have done it, yes. Yeah. Well, well, three, for the, record, the Hard Way has Jim am, Kelly, so I, yeah. I'm kind of disappointed. For the record, I am a, I'm a huge Mars Attacks fan. I love that oh. film. I love Mars Attacks. Well, yeah, Maybe it was the doves. Good news. <laughs> El Condor on Amazon is $9.99 on DVD. It's part of the Warner Archive. It's on sale right now. So uh, order placed. I'll be, it'll, it'll be here by the time I listen to your review. We're good to go. Uh, Brad, you want to talk about the not a bomb proper show? Yeah. So last night we just recorded our 155th episode, which was on the ninth configuration. Wow. Which we got very religious and, and talked about a lot very of deep looking, topics. Yeah. Looking forward to that one big time. That movie yeah. is it's brain fodder. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that and discussion was amazing. I, I gotta be honest. I, I got up so early because I couldn't sleep after that discussion to edit the thing just to listen to it again because it was so good. Nice. 
And next up after that would be 156, which is divisible by 52, which is three. So you would get our three year anniversary show. And did you get that? You get that, Jose? You got it? I didn't. I did the math a little with the calculator. Wow. So we're doing for our three year anniversary, we are doing Grindhouse, the whole damn Grindhouse 2007. Yes. Nice. And I know you guys usually don't invite people on for your anniversary shows, but I think I invited myself onto this thing. Uh, yes, we we brought the the inspiration <laughs> for our show to the three year anniversary. Because uh, I I mean I think when you talk about a film like Grindhouse and and Brad and I talked about this behind the scenes too. I mean I, I for goodness sakes I just I just bought a DVD because you guys are going to talk about this film um, with Jim Brown that I've never seen. And and this is, this is exactly what happens, but Brad and I have this appreciation for your show, which is if you think about our um, schooling on grindhouse films, it all comes from the gentleman's guide to midnight cinema. I mean, I I would not know anything. I I would not have known who Thomas Millian was and actually watched like five of his films here recently uh, had yeah. I not heard you guys talk about him so much and, yeah. and just Italian, you know, Eurocrime and all of that stuff had no, no idea about it. I mean, my world was all in Kung Fu movies. So was, I think Brad was too, but we constantly talk about your show. You and will have opened our eyes to so much stuff. So if, if our three year show is going to be about grindhouse, you have to be on it. Yeah. 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 I know I that's I, right. You're like the expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about being an expert, but I, I know that I am one of the biggest fans of Grindhouse Cinema that you'll ever meet. Yeah. So it's, no doubt about that. it's appropriate. I mean, it, it was kind of a no brainer. We've, we've had a lot of people quite honestly reach out and go, hey, uh, when when because we, we have a lot of friends of the show and we share the list. Um, and a lot of people were scoping that one out and were like, no, it's reserved for somebody. I mean, this is, this is, uh, the godfather of grindhouse cinema we're bringing on. So. Godfather of grindhouse. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Godfather, man. That's a, that's a tall order. Now I got to live up to that. That's going to be tough. Oh, it's gonna be fun. But I am looking forward to that rewatch because I, I love, I, I'll just say this as a precursor. It was one of the best times I ever had in a movie theater. Yeah. Huh. And yeah, I was, I was really, I was really saddened that it didn't catch on with folks the way it, I, I hoped it would. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Brad, how do you, if somebody wants to be cool like Ben and send an amazing <clears throat> recommendation, like the reconciler, a Christian saw film, how, how did they reach out to us? You learn something new every day. Uh, that is <laughs> not a bomb pod at gmail.com, or you can go to not a bomb podcast.com and hit the contact us button or reach out on, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. Now, if you're playing along, grab your beach ball and uh, go get your copy, your full screen copy of From Justin to Kelly and meet us back here in 30 days. And we're going to have a great time singing all the hits from that movie. I'm, I'm sure there, Jose, there was, uh, is there a soundtrack? Do we need to, there is, we need to buy it for Brad so he can listen to that when he's not watching the film. <laughs> Suns out, buns out. Oh, I'm excited! The DVD is fifty-seven dollars. No, 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 no. come on. No, it's. I think it's like eight dollars on eBay. It's eight dollars on eBay. Okay, used. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think on fine. on Amazonia, Jeff Jeff Bezos is uh, 
ratcheting the price on it. But oh, okay. Yeah. Unless you, unless you find some steel book version of it, whatever, let me know. I'll, I'll that's, fund it. That's for the you. one with wing wing in it. And he goes <laughs> to Kelly Clarkson's butthole. Oh, that's how she hits the high notes. Don't you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they go to IHOP for dinner afterwards. <laughs> yes. Oddly wing wings there too. Yeah. Like these, Hey, Waitress, these pancakes smell like ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Thanks for for listening to our experiment number five of For Your Height Only. Trust us if if, if you really like bad fronts in podcasting uh, etiquette. Yeah, this is. We we apologize to anybody who happened to play this episode at work and is now fired. So. Um, oh. oh, oh. Should have known better. Yeah, should have known yes. better. <laughs> really, yeah, uh, really should have. Should have right. known better. <laughs> well, again, I, I don't know if you're listening morning, afternoon, or evening. Thanks for downloading the episode. Uh, go and listen to Watch Get Plus, Gentleman Guide to Midnight Cinema. Listen to the regular Not a Bomb podcast show that is released weekly. Come back in 30 days, and we're gonna have a beach party with from Justin to Kelly, full screen edition. We'll see you then. Don't lose your head.